Yo, 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 my name's Grant Howe, and I'm here to say I come to give advice in a different way. Welcome to Hardy Dice Friends. I'm here, G-Dog, G-Money, and on the other side of the Skype call, it's the Seamaster himself, Christopher Taylor. Lay it down, C-Dog. Hello. Lay it down. I'm lying down now. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm doing it from bed. Oh, that's not really, that's nice. I'm having a little nap. No, I'm not. Have you got, have you got, have you got, have you got the microphone just balanced on your chest? No, I have the microphone on a swinging arm. It will actually quite happily go like to my a, bed. I could like do a, this lying down. Like a night witch. A night tenor mm. witch crouching on your chest. Yes. Hello, well, listeners. So did, you, you tried to do a rap there. I, I did. I kind of broke into a little rap there. And I, saw, I, don't, I, I, I saw the early leanings of rap. I lost confidence in it, and I'm quite glad that I did. Yeah. Um, it was potent. I, well, hey, thank you. But you know what? They always leave them wanting less. That's what I always say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If, um, if possible, you and your customers saying, "Can you just take this back?" Yeah, actually, I don't want everything you've given me here. Thanks. Um, just in case yeah. that in case that my, my 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 rap intro didn't make sense, my name is Grant Howitt. This is Christopher Taylor, and this is a podcast called Hearty Dice Friends, which is ostensibly about role playing advice. In theory. In theory. Um, and this week we are. I'm back in the country. I've been. I've been. I've been away from my desk for two weeks. I was in. I was in Cornwall, which was nice. And then. And then Florence, which made Cornwall look like a piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> as it's wont to do. Good lord, Florence is incredible. I just. Oh, all, unlike the Italians, like, like like it's not quite Rome grade, but everyone's pretty stylish and wearing leather jackets and just impeccable. And everyone's smoking all the time and drinking Aperol spritzes. It's fantastic. Which are bright orange. Bright orange white wine spritzes. Like, the Italians can make a white wine spritzer cool. Yeah. So they're incredible. I ate my body weight in pizza, and I was so, so happy. And now I'm back in this godforsaken grey stain of a country. <laughs> Really with my smear on the with my best so. friend, confidant and millstone, Christopher Taylor. How have you been over the last two weeks? <laughs> Resident anchor. <laughs> Dragging uh, me down. Napping. Towards mediocrity. Yeah, you don't you don't have a, a wife with a proper job, do you, Chris? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I can afford to go to Florence? Yeah, I do that. Yep. Yeah, what, so, so you, you just sort of napped for a bit? I had a nap. Played some video games. It's been pretty That's good. Nice. That's good. So we've got some news. Um, a game that which which we wrote on Unbound is uh, mm-hmm. RPG of the Month, Indie RPG of the Month on Reddit. RPG. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is nice. Um, and as if to celebrate that, they've, they've actually got quite a lot of good questions on this time that we looked at the, we looked at the first two pages of Reddit slash RPG. So that's great, isn't it? It is. If you if you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, I wonder what role playing games are, I should try one out. One, like, congrats on hitting episode. What is it, like eleven now? Because yeah, baby, you, you're 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 a better man than I. You've better, waded through a lot to be where be, you are today. You're, you're a better person than I. And um, however, if you go if you go to Reddit and you're like, oh, I wonder what the top. Uh, I'm going to look at the top the top pin thread. Top pin thread is is the RPG of the month. And there's a discount code for our shop. We have a shop now. We do. We have a shop and a website. Yeah, the website is rowanrookanddeckard.com. Rowanrookanddeckard.com. And if you go there, you can uh, read one of two articles that I've written. 
we'll get some more articles up soon. It's my yes, we we are very much in the early stages of getting the website working. It was just yeah. a panic thing. Yeah, when the, we won the the accolade from Reddit, mm. like quickly shove up a shop so people can actually get the stuff. We've also set up um, a Patreon for this for this podcast. If you so, if you feel like um, giving us some hearty dice money. Uh, that also, like we will only accept hearty dice coins. We won't accept um, dollars or pounds uh, or euros. Only hearty dice coins. They're like they're like Disney dollars. All all refunds are in hearty dice coins. They will be in hearty dice coins. Yeah, which is just like it's just ball caps that I've drawn Chris's face on in Tipex. Yeah, I mean they're valid for one hug, but that's about it. You know, there's there's worse things to have than a hearty dice hug. You're you're yeah. really good at hugging anyway. I'm pretty good at hugging. I'm, you're I'm very really, large. You're really big, and that's yeah. quite nice because I'm I'm six two, so it's rare I can I, I can have a proper hug on someone. Yeah, I can just snuggle up into you like you were a bear. That's it. That's it. I've done it again. I mentioned that I want to hug a bear. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a theme now. You've got to try and get a bear reference in every episode. Bear reference. It's my it's my fucking brand, Chris. It literally is. I didn't ask for this. I wrote a game. About, oh, I did ask for it a bit. I wrote, I wrote a game about about bears, and now and now that's taken off better than honestly anything else we've done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something you threw together on a bus. Yeah, it was a train. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm totally sorry. That's okay. Shall we get down to the nitty gritty of answering some questions? Let's, let's like nitty some grits. Okay. Do, do you want to go first, or shall I? This comes from Wurzel. Mm-hmm. The most terrifying scarecrow, I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm writing games, I often look back and realise it seems a bit self-important in that terrible white wolf way. Any advice in how to write a game that deals with serious themes without coming off as a pretentious artiste? Or should I just own it? Mm. Um, Whistle Gummidge, wasn't that the terrifying scarecrow man? That was um, Sean Pertry, mm-hmm. confirmed criminal, mm-hmm. Whistle Gummidge. <laughs> It was a kid's show, wasn't it? It was a kid's show, yes, and he used to hang around a small English village, just mm. terrifying people. We should, we should make that clear. Like, uh, instance, so, so, uh, hang on, hang on. So, Wizzle Gummidge was a, was, it, was, a, was a kid's show about a living scarecrow man? Yes, yes, he was a scarecrow who, by magic, became alive. Torment was implied. Yeah, um, if, if yeah. you played the Chinese Rooms game, <clears throat> Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Mm. Imagine a village like that, very quiet, very pristine. Mm. But now imagine that a scarecrow ambles round it and only talks to kids. <laughs> Just kids. Uh-huh. That's what that's what we had in the seventies. It's 70s. not okay, Sean. It was that and the clangers. Oh, the clangers. Let's talk about useful things. Uh, not useful things. Let's talk about um, the opposite of useful things: role-playing games. And the question that was just asked, which is, can <laughs> can you be serious and have it come across? And like, this is something I struggled with for a very long time. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spin my chair around and just and just rap with you for a second, listeners. You call kids. So yeah, Mr. Howard is my is my father. Please call me Grump. I used to think that role-playing games were a very silly thing to be doing, and even though it was effectively my job, and it is actually my job now, it was effectively my job for, for it's been, been my job for a few years, and so I was doing things like, oh, here is silly games, here's quick and dirty games, it's, oh, it's not a real job, and here's a game about bears, and here's a game about goblins, and here's silly games for you to enjoy while you're drunk, blah, 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 and I think a lot of that was me just feeling... Um, Nervous about committing to the idea of saying, "Hey, I've made this and I think it's good," because um, yeah. I wasn't putting out shit. I mean, there's some games which you know the quality wavered at some points in my in my oeuvre, uh, including that game where you just 
bandage yourself up with blue roll to heal, which I don't think has ever been played. <laughs> Wise. Yeah. Um, Cost a fortune every time. <laughs> you can reuse it, but I um I I'm trying to get away from that. And so, like Chris and I, at the moment, we're writing the Spire, which is a game about revolution and rebellion and um, resistance in a fantasy setting. And it's you know it's fairly it's fairly dark in places and it's fairly grown up I think in a lot of ways and we're probably going to look back on this in in 10 years and be like oh what idiots we were you know when we're all just some sort of soup I figure that's going to happen within the next 10 years either we're either talking like nuclear apocalypse or we all become soup like the end of like the end of Evangelion yeah just gunk yeah just thinky gunk and we'll be looking back on it and be like, "Oh, what are we doing?" Because we're old, we have the old voices. Oh, we thought we were so, we thought we were so smart. And I think that, but I think that you shouldn't compromise your art because you're worried about what you're worried about what people will think, or like, or because you're worried about what you will think in the future. Like, own it. Be uh, if if you if you have a story to tell and you have something to, something to create, then you should create that. And if 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 it winds up. Um, you know, you looking back, you, you look back on it and cringe. Then at least it was heartfelt. Yeah, and I mean, in a in a less poetic way, <laughs> look at the amount of money White Wolf made. Oh my days! Yeah, they were it for a while, you know. Like that is, yeah, that is that is a big, big lorry mm. full of pound coins. Big, big stack of cash. A big that, stack of cash. They're Scrooge that, um, McDuck levels of RPG cash. Mark Reinsplathagen. Good name. I don't know. Like he, he had like a dot in the middle of his name. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce I it. I, I, don't, I don't think that's allowed. I, mean, I, I didn't think of that either. Um, but yeah, like they went the pretent the pretentious route. The mm. oh, oh, life is meaningless. Oh, route. Mm. And they got paid top dollar. They cleaned up. So you know what? It works. The people because, that don't like it goths, won't play it. Goths have money too. Yeah, a lot of money. I have some money, and I'm basically a goth. Yeah, well, you're, pretty, you're optionally a goth. Well, like at the moment, I'm 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 recording in a pair of shorts, but they're grey shorts, so there's that spooky. Mm, and I'm wearing I'm wearing a grey, grey long cardigan over it. Right. And I have a grey t-shirt on with a with a picture of a, of an occult. I'm a goth. I'm a goth. I'm a goth. You haven't already graduated to the face paint level yet. Is that next? No, I'm don't, I don't feel the. I don't look very good in makeup, and it causes me to blink a great deal, which kind of removes some of my um, otherworldly <laughs> mystique. Mystique. Yeah. yeah. If, if if like if, if like I'm there. What's what's the name? Raven Dark Shadow McDark, and I'm just gurning, trying to blink the mascara out of my eyes. It's not very nice. <laughs> trying to get the contacts to sit right. Plus, I look like my mum when I put on eyeliner. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, my mum's a good-looking woman, don't get me wrong, but she is a 65-year-old woman. Yeah. So, <laughs> I shouldn't say my mum's age on this podcast. I'm very sorry. I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to forget. Oh, yeah, I'm going to forget. I'm not... <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, don't don't be afraid of, of pandering to people like that. Um, and, like, I think that it's possible to enjoy stuff that's problematic um, because that's how you should, that's how most things are honestly if you find something that is t- is an entirely that is entirely unproblematic uh, it is it is the rock he's he's the <laughs> one unproblematic thing aside Dwayne from him the rock johnson God, what, what what a what a man what and a hero. yeah like i think i think he's my hero 
anyway, un- un- unproblematic things um, don't really exist, and you can look back on something and be proud of the things you've done with it and be unhappy with some of the other things. Like, I I've, I don't really rate Vampire the Masquerade, but I really like the way in which the clans were set up, and I think that they hit, they hit an iconic level with the clans, which they never hit with Requiem. For example, Chris, can you name the five covenants the five covenants from Requiem, please? No. No. I literally can name, can't even name one. Can you name what? Can you name one of the five clans from Requiem? No. Really? Yeah, no. Can you name me five clans from um from Masquerade? Gangrel, Ventru, La Sombra, uh Zemisi. Yeah. The awesome caster ones. Oh, come on, you'll get there, you'll get there. You used to be uh, an Ars Magica. used to be an Ars uh, Magica. Bruha. You've already had Bruha. Have I? I don't remember. It's it's, it's Tremere, the ones you're thinking um, of. Tremere. That's all I can remember. Toreador. Oh, they're, they're the pretty ones. Yeah, they got they got, um, they got got super speed so they could paint faster, which is true. Yes, a celerity, yeah. Just the latest. My memory is just shot for those sorts of things. No, that's fair, that's fair. Um, I'm going to ask you a question now. So yeah, like write it. Be be as goth as you can, and in, and then like be then double it. Go hard at it. Yeah, honestly, like see how goth you can go. Send it to me, and I will draw ravens on it for you. That's my promise. <laughs> I will draw <laughs> and a then raven. Play on it. act it. Mm-hmm. This question comes in from CRA Two Reddit from Kratu Reddit. Hmm. If there was an RPG theme park in real life, what sort of rides, exhibits, events would it have for you to go? That's would it have to have? Oh, would it have to have for you to go? Oh, I see. Yeah, sorry, I missed out one of the haves. Uh, the dice off the table. How does which that is work? Essentially, a, a log flume. Oh, like, are you in the dice? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you start off just going flat over the table, and it's all going well, mm. and then oh, it's gone off the side. So I want to I want to give you a very brief, um, a, a little vignette about my life about the best thing I ever did in the theme park. Okay. So it, it's non-sexual, don't worry. Let down. <laughs> I had a wank in the photo booth. It was great. <laughs> Unfortunately, they had one of those video walls oh, where they God, put up all the pictures. <laughs> People bought pictures of me on so many mouse mats. Right. Uh, no, it wasn't mug. that. It wasn't <laughs> So, um, we were at Alton Towers, and there is a there is a there's kind of a, a log flume style device at Alton Towers. Uh, there's, there's two. There's one which has kind of a circular rig on it, uh, kind of a kind of a raft, and one which looks more like kind of an old an old timey bath, which you can fit about 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 five to six people in. And so, my mother in law went on the old timey bath one, and. We were all like we we were all meeting up, and so there was there was there was, there was mother-in-law and there was father-in-law, and the various um, nieces and nephews and nibblings. By the way, is the is the actual term for nieces and nephews uh, grouped? Excellent. Yeah, so nibblings, and they were we we were watching them going around on the log flume, and they were all having the time of their life. And then I realised there was a section, there was a section which had water cannons mounted on it, pointed at the right, and oh. you could go up. And put a pound in the in in the water cannon, and you got ten furious blasts of water to deposit on the people in the log flume. Astonishing! And I, I just 
I shot my mother-in-law in the face with three high-powered blasts of water. Oh, what a day. She was upset after the first, and by the third she'd just gone silent. <laughs> Could she see it was you? Oh, God, she knew it was me, yeah. She, 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 kept, she, she kept shouting my name throughout, and I was cackling. As well as <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, and then like later on, I went on a different log flume, and someone shot water at me, and it wasn't my mother-in-law. I appreciate that it actually wasn't very fun. It felt really petty, but... Like it was, uh, it was an impossible, an impossible amount of fun. So I want something to do with that. But RPG. Well, maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's, there's like a game where you can, you have to shoulder your way through a load of inflatable orcs, and it's like orc rush or something, and then you can, like, you can be a, um, you can pay a quid, and then like you get to shuffle the orcs back and forth. Uh, like you're playing table football. That doesn't. That's not really a theme park ride or anything to do with RPGs. No. What have you got, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already given you the log flume idea. The log flume idea. Okay. Okay. Well, um, the emotional roller coaster. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think like like I'd be interested. So like you've got two choices with food stands, right? Yep. One is you go for traditional role playing food. So you know pizza, um, mountain dew, Doritos, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, or actually, coming from English role-playing circles, uh, a bottle of Diet Coke and a, and, a, and a really bad kebab yeah, was what I always ate in my role-playing it gets, sessions. It gets grease all over the dice. Mm. Mm. Um, or you go for, like, like, thematically appropriate. So, like, in the in the Dungeons & Dragons domain, you have, like, those big big lumps of meat with, with, with a bone sticking out of them. You know, like anime meat. Yeah. You get that, or you get, like, you know, stew... Or um, like hard hard cheese and ale, and then and the in vampire the, area you get actual human blood. You just get a human and a and like a knife. No, no sorry, yeah. it's fun. You get you get a pair of a, a, a pair of really sharp metal teeth to put over your own put over your incisors. Yeah, canines. Gotta, yeah, gotta keep well, it. Gotta, yeah. gotta gotta keep it. You know, in theme. Keep it light. Uh, in the in the sci-fi one, you get um, like nutrient a single paste. pill. Yeah, you get a single pill. Um, and the cues are not long. No, in the, but maybe it tastes like nachos. Hmm? Maybe he's I hoping. Think, actually, that, like that would make me want at least less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a pill, and it tastes like nachos. That's that's worse than normal pills. That's worse than normal nachos. Um, I think I would like to have some means of like of amassing treasure. Would be fun. You'd get gold coins for skill challenges, and then you could trade them in for um, merch. And the gold, co- the gold coins would be would be like plastic gold coins. It wouldn't be actually useful gold coins. Yeah, not actual gold. No, I mean, I mean unless it was very good merch. What if there's an epic level part of the park? Go on. And you have a little stamp card mm-hmm. that you go around, and as you go around the park and go on little rides, you get stamps that level you up. Oh, that's fun. And then when you get to a certain point, you can go into the epic area. You have to show your card. Ah, and it's just one man with a knife. <laughs> I will cut you. If you die in the game, you die in real life. I don't dance. Let's dance. Yeah. And he, he, start, he starts lashing your left arm to his with a belt. Yeah. Um, I've only ever been to two theme parks though, so I haven't really got a lot of which ones do experience you go to? here. I went to Alton Towers when I was very young, mm-hmm. um, where I was too tall to go on the kids' rides and too young to go on the adult rides. <laughs> Yeah. So I went on no rides. That's rubbish because Alton Towers is fucking great. Yeah. 
No, it was Chessington. I can't remember. What, uh, it, and then recently I went to Alton Towers. Oh, again. what the other one was. Yeah, okay, right. Um, I think it was Alton Towers, where they had the, the Smiler. Oh, yeah, didn't they, have, didn't they have, like, nitrous oxide pumped in or something? Yeah, so when I was, when I was there, yeah. it was in construction. Okay. But they had this little sign uh-huh. that just said, you know, um, Smiler preview event. Oh, go along and like okay so we went along we sat there and it's in the waiting room of an asylum always good and this nurse comes over and starts ushering ushering us through places and it's one of those sort of walk around larp things okay like 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 an experience yeah where you're walking through and you're walking through this insane asylum it's a haunted house um and then you we're walking along and she's sort of like holding a door open for us Mm mm-hmm getting everybody through and then she just closes the door and you hear the bolt slide that's nice just leaving well, us in there yeah. like um uh, what and then the light strobe <laughs> and you have to get out of a this is like a imagine a labyrinth mm-hmm. where all the textures are the same and flashing Ugh. Over and which there's not Darren Brown hovers and, and there's nitrous oxide being pumped in oh it's fascinating so but you're giggling trying to get through this this maze and you get out of that into a sort of another maze with cages Mm. and the bars slide so they end up separating out your party I think that which was all very well and good but I was there with a couple of kids oh who were freaked the fuck out did they make it out they were yes yes but there was a lot of crying on the outside one of them loved it the other so, one crying. Quick question: Does nitrous oxide is that heavier or lighter than air? Heavier, I assume. Ah, so 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 they're getting more of it than you. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't. I don't think they put in a lot, but there's yeah, mm. just a little bit, just to set you a bit giggly. Yeah, but it was um, quite an experience. It so sounds that. Great. Yeah, but See, I guess I, I went to um um, what was it called? I think Chigwell Adventure Park. Oh where, wow! Where just outside at, the Chertsey roundabout at ten a.m. They released the pigs. <laughs> and they released four small pigs into the into the um fucking theme park and they were like, uh visitors should be aware, they will they will go through a picnic, so please keep an eye on your food. That sounds fantastic. Mm. It was quite like it was a really lovely pig. around these parts Yeah, you've got a lot of petting pig. zoos. Yeah, we've got lots of those, but we also have a lot of petting zoos. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially a farm. Mm-hmm. Where they don't really keep an eye on you, yeah. But it's all fine, right? It's all fine. It's all but fine. But like, you yeah. you can just go in the barn. Oh, like like the activity area is you can go in the go in a barn that's just packed with straw bales and jump about. I mean, if you're brave enough, any zoo's a petting zoo. Well, yeah, exactly. You've got to, just got to climb the fences. Um, we haven't we haven't really answered the question. So, like, what we've got here is kind of a fantasy theme park. But the issue is like an RPG theme park. It's like, what if they're was a theme park. Yeah, I guess you've got to have different zones with slightly different themes. But then again, all of it, all, all every theme park is, mm. is a log flume, a roller coaster, and some teacups reskinned. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe that one that goes up really fast and then comes down really fast. Yeah, the boats. The boats you know, are walking backs and forwards. Big ones. wheel, big wheel. Yeah, but there's what I'm saying is there's there's so there's only so many rides, mm. and then you glue a plastic fascia to it. Mm. To be able to tell the difference between the themes. Okay, so how about 
let's say we had to pin a theme park to an RPG just for like mm-hmm. to try and draw the punters in. Which one are we picking? Yep. I think Wraith. So I think an interesting and uh, you don't think Wraith fun one? Not Wraith. Not Wraith. No, I think Paranoia would work. Oh shit, that would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be really good. <laughs> because you can put whatever the hell you want in it. It doesn't matter. Like, no, this is this is just a roller coaster. Oh, that'd be that'd be really literally just a roller coaster. We want to see yeah. if it works. Yeah, and it would like and there'd That's be smoke fine. coming out of it. And like and if anything breaks, you can just claim it's all it's all part of the show, kids. Exactly. Yeah. If anybody that, dies, they were just an actor. As I said, I don't want to go to Paranoia theme park. I want to go to Paranoia theme park. Paranoia theme park about as much as I want to play Paranoia. But I um, <laughs> I, I don't like it very much. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Co-writer of Paranoia. Look, I've checked out, mate. I don't get any more money from that. They're selling. They're selling the PDF. You showed me this. I'm going to tell the listeners about it. They're selling an annotated <laughs> PDF of the games of, of of the five the five core books, none of which are very long, for fifty dollars on drive through. And that is that is a fucking shocker. That is a downloadable data document. That doesn't not exist. a physical thing. It doesn't it's not a thing that exists. They, and just and having the cheek to charge twenty dollars extra for the annotated version, I know how long that took us. <laughs> it's not twenty dollars worth of work for game. <laughs> But a paranoia theme park does sound like a lovely idea, and I like the idea of of, 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 of like maybe maybe being able to buy like uh, yellow jumpsuits to, to, to skip the queue. Yeah, yeah, and um, and like you can have as many security cameras as you want in that park. Yeah, for sure, more than you want. Yeah, yeah, and you can have you can have bouncy bubbly beverage and hot fun and cold fun, and yeah, see, and everything it, just kind of yeah. lights itself in that. Anything place. you want, yeah. Also, uh, transports. Which worries me because transport is a is is like the word they have in paranoia for train. Yeah. But I kept thinking of it as like a like a like a robot that had undergone gender reassignment therapy, like a transport. I mean, maybe it is. There's a plot. Maybe that's who drives the train. There's a plot. That'd be good. This train actually believes it. Well, doesn't the computer not really see gender? Um. Well, the well. Oh no! It's it's heterosexual sex. It doesn't see. No, no, no. Uh, so the the computer uh, issues gender um, suppressants. So it, yeah. it, it issues hormone suppressants because sex is a, like, heterosexual sex is outlawed in Alpha Complex because they're because cloning it's the banks. Computer's job to, to create yeah. stuff. So it's a waste of time. But he doesn't understand homosexual sex, which he views as a sort of wrestling. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. That was my joke. <laughs> um, so um, I think yes, yes, paranoia. That's that's what that's what we'd do. Um, let's, let's get Mongoose on the phone because as, as, as you can tell me and them are on great terms still so <laughs> me me and all the other writers of Paranoid we're just tip top and can't wait to get back on that horse working for Mongoose yeah. <laughs> sounds like a party um, ask me a question so I'm not going to ask you a question Oh, I'm going to our to our form our hearty dice form mm-hmm and I'm going to go with one of the thi- one of the optional questions that we've been uh, given oh, yeah. a response to, which is, what's the thing you most dislike about RPGs? We want to help you avoid that. Gold as a reward that never gets spent. Mm, so, I hate this. I hate it so much. This sounds like a bête noire. Talk about it. So, in a, especially in published adventures, mm-hmm. you'll find 
you have slain the orc. The orc had in his pockets ten gold pieces, three silver pieces, oh, an electrum piece, forty copper, and an amulet worth twenty gold. Yeah, why? I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. It doesn't. It drives so. me insane. And yet, mm. the, you've got players who will. If you say a statue is solid gold, then mm-hmm. spend the next two hours working out how to get that statue out of there, melt it down and make it into coins. Maybe they have fun with that, you know? Yeah, no, they have fun with it, but then they've got all this money. And like, okay, spend it. We can spend yeah. it on. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like the, the, I, I, I actually the wrote, books, a, um, I wrote a, a treasure table for a, for a dragon, for a dragon's a horde. Give me two numbers hmm. between one and six. Uh, two and five. Two and five. Um, ah, uh, a magical dewgore in the shape of a bank of glowing lights that pulse with your heartbeat when touched. Give me another two numbers. Not very useful. Three and three. Three and three. What have we got here? Uh, a kobold weeping openly over the death of her master. Sell oh, that, you pricks. Odd thing to keep as treasure. Well, it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's in the hoard, you know? Yeah. But, like, one of the things yeah. you find is that the book especially D&D, the book is written has rules for putting in ways of buying magic items mm-hmm. but you have to have a place in your world where there's a shop mm. that sells magic items otherwise they're dragging around huge <laughs> sacks of gold all huge day huge sacks of gold, yeah I mean, where's it going? yeah, like you've got you've, you've got encumbrance rules Yeah. so they end up buying a cart yeah. And they just have a money wagon. Which is super robbable. Super robbable. But oh, my days I mean, are robbable. Once you've bought yourself a masterwork sword, there's yeah. not a lot you can do with it. Like, you've got you've got a gap between, like, masterwork sword level and buying a magic item level, where you've just got a cart full of fucking gold. Yeah, like... Especially, um, and, like and copper pieces, that never comes up! It's never fun to have a copper piece. No. Um, we used to. I ran uh, an adventure called the Sunless Citadel. Yeah, you've mentioned that a couple of times in the nipper. podcast. Yeah, and that's a sort of open world sandboxy affair. Mm-hmm. And the players in that found that first off, there's nowhere to spend gold. Like <laughs> you're you're dealing with a I tiny you... hamlet, a forest, and then the Underdark. Oh. Um, so there's nowhere to spend gold that isn't an extremely long trek away, and the mm. adventure is essentially timed. Yeah, but they it does give you the the option to do a little bit of kingdom building, in okay. that you can you know buy yourself a house. Right, nice. So they buy themselves a house within a couple of levels because they've got enough gold to do yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. then they've still got that gold stacking up. Right. So one of them has the clever idea to build a forge. I'm like, okay, he's going into. Blacksmithing. That's, yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay, You're learning a trade. Nope. Fucker just wanted to gold plate his house. <laughs> <laughs> that was all it was for. It was oh, just to days. melt down the gold and then he dipped his doors in it. Oh, that's fantastic. And just a solid gold house in this hamlet. Well, gold plated. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. But, like, if, if, imagine that you, you, you are this little hamlet mm. and. So you've got people earning their crust. They're in. They're in the fields. They're yeah. working hard. They're spending their two copper I, on a beer. I've been farming mud since I were a boy. My father farmed mud, and his father right. farmed mud before him. And you've got an awful lot of these hamlets around, and then a larger city nearby. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, 
a group of five people walk into a, walk into the pub with enough money to buy everything in the village twice. Yeah. To, like a group of asshole elves show up and destabilize your economy. Yeah, they just shatter the economy of the entire yeah. area. Like you get hyperinflation yeah. as people try and catch up. And it doesn't make sense, and that's kind of like I think like in, in the in the Dungeon Master's Guide they say, yeah, this doesn't make sense, guys. Like you can't actually run this economic. This is not an economically sound system. No, and, you know, like you can you can sort of go with that, and that's fine. I think for me the thing which the thing which bothers me is like when you when you enter that stage, like I don't believe that you should be able to buy magic items for gold. I don't think I don't, I don't like think that. it's very interesting, and I think like maybe if you if you work in a like if you work in a very militarized campaign where it's like well we want we want like magical explosive crossbow bolts, or something then like you have the economies of scale to produce those at a point when you could knock them down to a gold price purchase, you know. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, D and D uses much in the same way that good and evil are viable forces in the world, like they're measurable forces, gold coins have a, have a magical weight, and things in D&D which have a magical weight have a physical, um, spatial weight as well. So, like, you need X thousand gold pieces to cast a spell. So by sacrificing this amount of gold pieces, you can change the world in some measurable way. And so all of it is tied but- back into this, to this value system. In a lot of cases, though, that thousand gold is to purchase a diamond yeah. that you actually use in the spell. You see, I think, I, I, for me, the thing which bothers me is that, one, as we've already said, there's, there's, there's very low level and very high level stuff to spend your gold on, and fuck all else. But the other two things is that I don't spend the majority of my money on, on like equipment to do my job. And no. I mean, anyone who's been anywhere near my PC will attest to the fact that it's a piece of shit. It is awful. I'm sorry, it is impossible yeah. to use. I'm sorry. You should replace it, replace it, replace it. I know, um, but I spend like I spend a lot of my money. Like, maybe I'll go out and I'll have a drink with my friends, or I'll buy a nice sandwich, or I'll buy some fancy shoes. I I, I save up and buy one pair of fancy shoes a year. I fucking love fancy shoes, and. The issue with role-playing characters is, is, is all too often it's like, well, I don't want anything aside, aside, aside from tools and weapons to do my thing. Yeah. And, uh, and, a, and part of the problem with that is because that's, there's no sort of mechanical benefit for doing that, but you are mechanically benefited for going and spending the money and doing the thing. Uh, by buying a sword, buying your armor, blah, blah, blah. And so I think that you can have an awful lot of fun by, instead of buying a magic weapon, instead of buying everything in a town, go, I'm going to buy everyone in this town a drink. We, like, like we're gonna have an incredible party. We actually we did this. We were in um, like many years ago. I was in a game of D anD D, and I was playing a known a gnome called uh, Mackimity Gimity Roughshackle Spacoon. He was a gnome barbarian, and um, we and like we decided like upon reaching the, upon reaching this in Invertecom's Greek village that we would that we would have a party and we would get wankered on Retsina and eat some vine leaves. And it turned out the guy's house we were running in had a load of old bazooki records on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> so we put on bazooki music and played D anD. d It was brilliant. It was really nice. And so, that is lovely. like, like I think the that, that that always bothers me. But I think that the way to do it is 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 to give is like to tempt your players with delicious tempting things to give them. And even if that's like, oh, actually, uh, I want to send I I want to send this poor goblin to wizard school, and he's an idiot. Oh, great! Can't yeah. wait. Okay, sure. I'll I'll, I'll throw oh. money at that. Or I mean, the other thing to do is to just not give them as much damn money. Mm. Like a lot of the adventuring community in games are going to run largely on favors. Yeah, 
and debt. Mm-hmm. Like, I helped you out on this mission. And theft. I'll buy back that favour with, with an upgrade to your sword. Mm. That's the other thing which I really like as well, which pisses me off um, when I see it so often in games, is people sort of cycling through their weapons. And I'd much rather have, like, I start off with this sword and then my sword gets better. Yeah. The idea of legacy weapons. I really like that. There's something really evocative about it. Yeah, especially if it's, you know, like a, a, a family lines and ancestral weapon. Hmm. And you're unlocking the secrets of it and stuff like that. That works a lot hmm. better. Um, there was also um, th- there was a, there was a setting um, for fourth ed. I forget who wrote it. I think it was Robin D. Laws or someone like that. Uh, it was it, it took the idea of points of light as being um, uh, literal, literal. In that you had a you had a machine in the center of town built by ancient dwarves, which lit up when you put gold in, which kept monsters away. Yeah, so it, the, tra- the, it, it transmuted the, the gold into sunlight. Be ransacked while yeah. it had while, while it had the light up. And, and it, it ate gold and magical items. Oh, yeah. just, such so a clever idea. Keep, you had to, and you had a nice decision to make of like, mm. well, we got two magic swords, but yeah. no money. Yeah. Should we put both of them in, in to fuel the light? Yeah. Should we keep one and go yeah, back yeah. out into the horrid darkness? It's a lovely idea. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sad that it didn't get more um, traction. Yeah, maybe. it was just a paragraph or two, wasn't it? Yeah, really clever. I've got a question for you, Christopher. Question me up. This one comes in from best friend Turb. Oh, Turb. Running a Dickensian heist game, how to balance players using seasonal ghost class with party mostly made up of plucky orphans and priggish workhouse bosses? The first question to ask there, Mm. back at good old best friend Turb, Mm -hmm. is which of the seasonal ghosts is it? That's that's, that's a very very important one. Because the Ghost of Christmas Future, obviously, mm -hmm. has a lot more power than Ghost of Christmas Past. Well, you say that. Oh no, sorry, that's that's entirely true. Yeah, that, yes. that, that, that is entirely yes because it's 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 a giant. Because I mean, I'm viewing the Muppets Christmas Carol as canon rather yeah, it's than the anything big that Dickens wrote. Yeah, the giant death, death, the the death character who um, who shows Michael Caine his grave. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. Goes to Christmas future. Who's so, no, Christmas present? Is the big fella? Christmas, come in and know me better, man. You see, <laughs> like <laughs> belly you laughs. See, like okay, so listen. Um, Christmas Past and Christmas Future. Um, I'm not so worried about those two because, like, Christmas Past, a child, a ghost child. Like, she's got some flying, but as we discussed, I think in episode two, there's lots of ways you can get around that just just by turning her to radiators or putting her inside a building. You know, um, it will have to be a lead line building because she is a ghost. Uh, and the Ghost of Christmas Future Does that work? mainly Surely evil silver and iron. The Ghost of Christmas Future. That's more around. To, like portents, I'm not hugely worried about that either. Like he doesn't actually do anything. The Ghost of Christmas Present, that motherfucker could, could destroy a house. Yes, he'd just like, tear you apart. Like he's huge. So I think, I think backhand like, from him and your neck comes off. Mm, I think yeah, and like I mean, and like and he, and he likes patting backs, and so like that's you know one of the most common causes of death in Dickensian novels is someone being patted on the back by a um, Ghost of Christmas Present. So I think I mean, and also like we're only talking about the Christmas ghosts. Like these guys aren't doing uh, like like the spring ghosts. No, the, like like the ghosts of Easter future, which is obviously that terrifying rabbit from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Mm-hmm. And the ghost of Easter past, I guess, would be Jesus. Yep, a lot of power in that fella. Yeah, I mean, like I I would recommend mainly, not... mainly food based. Yeah, yeah, like what, like making more food, making his body into food. Yeah, 
that's a bit of a weird set of powers, really. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Like to have like, what can you do? Well, I can make lots of food into even more food. What else can you do? Well, if you're still hungry, you can eat of my body. Sorry, yeah, drink of my blood. Are you is this a no. sex thing? Is this a fetish thing, Jesus? Because if it is, I'm down. But if it's not, then yeah. we shouldn't be talking. Drink of my blood. Bend me over your knee. Spank me up a tree. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not how you get blood out of people. Actually, come to think, we should, that's that's probably quite disrespectful to at least one of our listeners. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. You know what? I'm sure. I'm sure Jesus wasn't into anything kinky. Unless he was. I don't think he. At which point, that's up to him. Yeah, and that's cool, you know? I don't mind, but that's, like... The Bible doesn't go into great detail about what he was into, what he liked to be put up where. Which, honestly, if it had, would have solved a lot of problems in the modern day. God, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Why'd God... Why, if God's so against anal sex, why would he put the male G-spot up there? I don't know. It could have gone anywhere else on the body. Could have put, yeah. it, could have put, it, on my, put it on the tip of my little nosy. That would have been great. You know, <laughs> much easier. Because I'll be the honest, glass with you, is difficult to wear. <laughs> the, the sentence I had next was, "It's a bugger to reach," which is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually true. It's just, it just seems, it just seems inefficient and counter and, and counterintuitive to put it up there. Yeah, you know, just occasionally in the Bible, it should have just mentioned, and they were all arrayed for the Last Supper. And he gave John a little kiss. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? And that was and, fine. And it was a sex kiss, not a healing kiss. Yeah. He fancied John a great deal. No, that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, fine. sort of quite a large swathe of human history yeah. changed. These these motherfuckers, like, you know, like, what's, what's his name? Was it Lot's daughters getting them drunk and having sex with them? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, the, the, he who was without sin, etc., Bible, right? You know what, Chris? Mm-hmm. Maybe this Christianity luck isn't all isn't all it's uh, all it's been amped up to be. I think we might be I, onto something here. I think it's just not for me. <laughs> I wonder if there's a board on Reddit which discusses that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Is okay. our atheism still a default subreddit? So yeah, subreddit. Mm. Um, I can't think of any other Christian. I guess like you'd, you'd have the the ghost of. Thanksgiving past, yeah. Harvest festival. Well, there's the there's always the um, the ghost of Mother's and Father's Day past. There's not a present or a future because mm. nobody remembers those. No, for sure, for sure. It's only and Mother's Day past that's that's celebrated. There's the ghost of um, well, when's International Men's Day future? <laughs> the trench coat and fedora. Uh huh. For sure, and a beard, but not not like not like above the chin um, yeah and it just you just you just just asleep in your bed and it, well actually <laughs> not all men wake you up from your slumber three times <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of international uh. men's rights day yep, that's, yep. A, that's a much less good book isn't it Ah, uh, there goes Scrooge, a man far too kind and egalitarian. <laughs> <laughs> Twinned with all lives matter, Wraith. <laughs> we know Wraith. Yeah, we know. But we're just... I don't think you're getting why we're saying... Oh, my God. 
I don't think I've ever seen a blue policeman come to think of it. Like the blue a lives blue matter. Uh, like blue lives matter. It's like just come on, come on. Yeah, just 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 quit. Just just stop it. You're in, hmm. you you you're basically in charge for for a while until China really gets going. You're still in charge, white people. Okay. Yeah, just let it go. We're do we're doing fine. There's no need to be a dick about yeah, it's fine. it. Fine, guys. Um. So yeah. To uh, to to answer that, I think um, I would recommend putting in some sort of um mind-blasted Miss Havisham character. Um, I would recommend putting in a mind-blasted Havisham Miss character um, who is immune to the to, 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 to the to the PvP ravages of the Ghost of Christmas future. Because she yeah, is but I mean, the, the, the simple past. The simple balance issues here are just, do we nerf the ghost or do we buff the, the, the children? Mm, well, I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't recommend putting priggish workhouse bosses and plucky orphans in the same party, but you know, you work with the system you've got, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, if that's what if that's what's being run. That's what you play. I don't know. I think like I'd, I'd rather not try and mod, like come up with house rules for Dickens on the fly, like now on the podcast. Okay. But what I would be interested in doing is just, is just thinking of some ways in which you can circumnavigate um, the seasonal ghosts. And so you know, you, you've got Miss Havisham's, you've got um, Wicked Men, truly Wicked Men, um, mm. who who don't um, who don't feel perhaps the sting but then again you know Scrooge is pretty wicked and he felt the sting well I mean just Marley and Marley oh other ghosts bring them back into it yeah yeah that's that, that, they're, they're a rival they get the second best song Ooh. I, I love that Marley and Marley Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what's the great. first best song um there's something in the air <laughs> I don't know the words, man. It's a... after all. There's only one more sleep till Christmas. No, that is pretty solid. That's pretty. It's a, it's a great film. Yep, top to bottom. Yeah, soup, soup to nuts. Ask me a question. I think I think we I think we maybe talked for long enough, but um, I think we have not quite. Ask me a question because we had a lot of preamble. Alright, let me just mm-hmm. scroll through. This comes from Wild Card. How many it's R's? Card, spelled with a K and two R's. Wow. How to speed up heists. Oh, I mean, like, play plays in the My dark, GM right? likes to run heists or infiltrations of heavily guarded areas. They've been a lot mm-hmm. of fun, but usually the heists take forever to plan. Like, like we can like play Blades in the Dark. Like, the, like John John Harper sorted it. The way in which you speed up heists is that you don't plan them, and then you plan them in media res when you play. Yeah, or indeed I, one last job. Yeah, well, one last job does the history. Yeah, that, that, that does the history of the planning while you play. Um, in fact, I mean, yeah. the one last job's quite a good way to pl- to plan a heist quickly. Yeah, um, it just lacks it in the second, much longer part of the game where you do the heist. Ask me a different yeah, question. I don't like this one. The other, the other way is if, is if you are doing a planning work, if you are very much about the planning, yeah, is feel free to let the players make stuff up themselves, yes. rather than the sort of GM who's plotted out an entire, yeah, oh god, bank yeah. and all the security systems and how you get past them, etc. Mm. And you have to figure it out. Yeah. Just say, well, this will get us past the motion detector that's here. Yeah, and even the GM didn't know there was a motion detector there. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a question for you because I don't want okay. to ask that one. Oh, this one, fine. this one comes in from Forden, and it says, <clears throat> "Any tips role playing female NPCs?" 
Has he been speaking to those ghosts? <laughs> I believe there are small differences in behaviour and the approach men and women take to communicating. Does anybody have any advice Pretty for portraying cool. women role... NPCs in a believable manner? Just roleplay a person. Yeah, roleplay a person. Like maybe maybe make your voice a little bit higher and softer on account of them having like tighter vocal cords. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, yeah that's all you're really that's, doing. There. That's that. Yeah, actually, that wasn't a great. That wasn't. A no, great I mean, either, I mean, it? that's that's kind of leading on to the to the god awful minus four strength meme. I just wanted to do the voice. Which... Which always makes me despair whenever I see an RPG board. Which is? That that if it's a female character, it's got minus four strength. Yeah. Like, no, no. Mm. No. I mean, have you seen that Russian weightlifter who looks like Zarya? Mm. That woman could punch a truck. Mm. And, and should. good doing it. All right. You know what? I thought that would be... Um... I thought that would be like, there'd be more grist there. I've, I've got one last question for you, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, all right. I'm just I'm still angry at that person. Yeah, I know. Well, no, like I think I mean like baby steps, you know. Yeah. Baby steps, like I don't know, like hang out with some women, I guess, or just just like play a person, as you said, play a person. And I remember like one of the, one of the best. Um, there's huge swathes of dating advice on both sides of the both sides of the gender divide. Um, if we approach this heteronormatively which um, as a largely straight man I generally tend to um, but there's, there's especially for like men trying to, to, to attract women there's huge amounts of, of, of like of you know like like the game and neurolinguistic programming treating women as a sort of puzzle or maybe like a vending machine that you put coins into and then sex comes out and the best piece of advice I've ever heard and this is a little bit of romance advice to 20, 20 young boys out there who are listening to the podcast who are trying to work out how to talk to girls? Let's pretend she's a boy you want to have sex with. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you don't want to have sex with someone, I don't know why you're having problems talking to them. But because that's, that's the only time I have problems talking to people. That's not true. I always hate talking to people all the time, even now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is awful. Um, but yeah, just they're just people. And it, it, honestly, it took me so long to realise that women were people. And it's and like it's, really, it's such a strange thing to say. Like I was twenty-one. And I used to think that women were like these incredible, magical creatures who, who, I, who I had to lie about myself to, and be like, "Oh no, no, I don't smoke." Or like, do you remember when, when my ex girlfriend used to come over and we used to, we, used to, we used to have to hide my smoking from from, like, from the house? And it was, and oh, I just, yeah. it was just I presented myself as a person who I wasn't because I thought it would be impressive, and it's not, and it's just it's a waste of everyone's time. So you know, never mind, just be yourself. Just, just yeah. Anyway, that's not the question they asked. Here's the question I'm going to ask. It comes in from Dino Five Seven Two. Okay. Can you give me an event or or dungeon room that uses the skill craft brackets sculpture? Okay. So, mm-hmm. picture the scene. Um. Okay. No. Okay. I'm picturing it. You need to help a blind woman mm-hmm. sculpt the bust. Okay. Of a famous singer. Okay. Who is it? Is it Lionel Richie? It might be. Hello. Sorry, my, my voice. My voice is going <clears throat> a little bit. I've got a bit of a sore throat. Hello, is it me you're looking for? That's the which worst. I think is a little bit mean because she's blind, so she's not looking for anyone. <laughs> Hello, is it me you're looking for? Or are you focusing on something on the ceiling? Yeah, just where, where I'm over here. I'm right you, next to you. Put your dark glasses back on, love. You look a scene. I, <laughs> I, I just stick it. I, um, 
I like that. Maybe, maybe like, um, maybe you have to craft a god. You have, you have to craft a, you have to sculpt uh, the statue of the right god for the door to open. Yeah, maybe there's like, coincidentally, a fire mm-hmm. or kiln, mm-hmm. and you've got to try and get a sculpture into a like a socket to open a door. Well, maybe it's marble, but you it breaks. Could, you, could, you could craft it out of marble. You could chip it. Mm, but it breaks, okay. so you've got to make another ah, replica to right, fit it okay. exactly. Yeah, that could work. That's fun. Um, what Maybe if it's just a sculpture competition. It's a sculpture competition. Yeah, like a, like a village fate. You're escorting an elf upstairs, and the elf's like, these stairs are too ugly for my feet to stand on. Build me a more beautiful set of stairs. Yeah, and you have to get them all even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like the princess and the pea. Yes, but the elf and the staircase. I can feel these awful rickety stairs through my boots. <laughs> Cut off your hands and try again. But that will make it more difficult, sire. I don't care. I'll outlast all of you. I'm an elf. Yes, sir, but you won't be able to go to bed because the bed is upstairs. I don't sleep. I'm an elf, you idiot. It's where your stuff is, sir. Fine. Throw me up there. But put on some makeup before you do it. Fucking stairs! <laughs> Get up some stairs. Go on, Elf! Come on! Go to bed like a normal boy! No, I don't, I don't Kevin, sleep. you are eight! I meditate for four hours a night, Mother. I'm an elf. You're not an elf, Kevin! I really like this elf. I, I want to I bring him as an NPC. <laughs> I, I tire of your face. Remove it. I don't, I don't, I don't quite follow. Just have a man hit it off with hammers. <laughs> Kevin, you're making your mother cry again. <laughs> just, just eat your dinner. My name is Brindlethorn. <sighs> Brindlethorn. Brindlethorn. Okay. All right. Now, after that, maybe you can have an hour of television. Do you have any honey wine? Maybe. I mean, sunny delight. Do you have any sunny delight? <laughs> no, we've got some purple stuff. <laughs> I looked in the fridge. And there was orange juice. Purple stuff, cola. Oh yeah, sunny delight. <laughs> That's right, Brindlethorn. Okay. What else could you have aside from this this eight year old boy <laughs> who <laughs> demands more beautiful stuff? He has a very deep voice for an eight year old boy as well. Well, he's very much putting it on, almost like he's a man with a head cold. <laughs> One could assume. I've got on, but that's that, that's craft musical instrument. I want to, we have to make the biggest sousaphone. Open the door. <laughs> Susan, my phone. That's the noise they make, yeah. Susan, my phone. My phone. There is a golem. And the golem's, basket weaving. the golem's vision relies on movement, but unlike all other creatures whose vision relies on movement, it can only see things that are standing still. <laughs> so you have to be constantly moving. Well, if you move, it can't see you. How does that work with sculpture? Well, you see, to talk to it, you have to craft a perfect sculpture of yourself so it knows where to look. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't move. So it doesn't get confused. <laughs> like that poor blind woman. Oh god, yeah. I mean, it looks a bit like Lionel Richie. I guess you know, considering she was blind. Great job. Oh yeah, I mean, A but, for effort. But in other news, she's she's an actress, and I get. I bet she didn't make it either. I bet they had a sculpture coming. Yeah, a sculpture coming, like make it look more like Lionel Richie. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna fake it, at least fake it well. You know when he said he was dancing on the ceiling? Oh, what a feeling. Mm-hmm. Was that like a... How does that work? 
Was that or like dancing a spell? on the ceiling? Yeah, was it like a spell? Did he have a rake, Mate, I, a harness? I think it's a. It was a trick of the camera. I think was they it just turned the camera upside down. Oh. I don't want to don't want to break your little heart, but I don't think that was real. I think you do want to break my little heart, Chris. I, you know what? I do. I need to bring you down to earth sometime, and this is how it happens on a podcast about Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie is not a wizard. Yeah, he cannot walk on ceilings. Let's. let's... He isn't the godchild. <laughs> the godhead. The really big head. Um, I think let's call it. Let's call it a night, Christopher. Yeah, let's, let's my voice is starting to go. Listen, listener, if you like what we've done here. You can now give us money. God forbid. So, no, no. Okay, stop it. Stop it. We, we produce quality content. People get in touch. Don't, pe- 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 don't, 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 don't talk down. Let other people talk us down. And if you talk right. us down, I'll fucking come after you. We will find you. I know where most of you live. I have your addresses. Most of you. <laughs> no, most of you are my he, fucking patrons. He, ha- he has a file of facts. Yeah. Um. Don't don't talk us down. That's rude. Talk us up. Uh, like what I want you to do is just like whoever you, whoever you're sat next to now. I want you to take off your headphones, lean over, and just go. Hearty dice friends, and then when they're like, "What?" you be like, "Hearty dice friends," and until they turn away, don't say anything else. And we'd love that. Yep, that would make me explicitly happy. Yeah, I'd like that. If you could record it, that'd be superb. But um, just like legally, I think there's some issues around that. Yeah. Tell your friends as well, rather than just some random person you sat next to on the train. Review us, possibly, but God knows, I don't think anyone does that anymore. And also, if you really like it, if you really, really like what we're doing, then you can go on Patreon and you can give us some money for this. For some food. For food. Well, also for pop screens, because um, I like getting real close up in my mic, especially towards the end of episodes. I get. Yeah, we sort of begin to get real close. Mainly going for a bit of an ASMR. Okay, okay, we're just going to start off here. Some little crinkles. We've got a little, a little packet of Rizzlers here. We're just going to move it here. Oh, we've got what's this. The East got, End. Got, got, got a little clicky pen here. Put it on this side. On the other side. I don't know whether... Sounds awful. don't know whether this microphone is binaural. <laughs> it's um, not in that setting, no. No. We're also recording in mono. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Um... Just imagine imagine that was a thrill ride for your senses, listener. Yep. Um, point is, if you like what we're doing, um, you can give us some money on Patreon, which means I'll buy a pop screen, so I won't get that really harsh noise when I get up close to the microphone. Um, That'll be lovely. Um, you can also access... Uh, we're going to do um, hang, hangout sessions with, with Chris and I, if you want to chat to us live. Um, I mean, you could generally... Actually, yeah, don't come over to our houses, because we don't like that. But you can... <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't like it when, when people I've invited to come over to my house. It freaks me out. Yeah, they want invading things. your sanctuary. Yeah, you can give us some money. You can you can suggest topics for a new bonus episode we're going to do every month, where we do a lecture about something which probably isn't role playing games decided, and by... that we probably we probably know nothing about. Oh yeah, for sure. So like like Venetian lace tigers, um, uh, crop rotation, joy migration patterns. I I've experienced joy. I used to take oh, really? drugs. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was, I, hey, listen, I, I had to steal all the joy from next week, but I'm pretty sure I had a go at it. It was great. <laughs> had a pop on that. Yeah, had 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 a big go on that. Can't recommend it long term, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna deliver some, we're gonna deliver some lectures for some bonus content, and so you, you you can sign up and we'll give you some extra. Yeah, you, you, you can suggest things for us to do one a month. Uh, we're also going to um, if you really like these um 
these little little wet messages of love we put at the end of every episode, then um, we can send one of those to you for free. Not for free, for money, the opposite. <laughs> for, for actual money, yeah. If but you just to money, you. Yeah, just to you. We'll record one. A special, special one tailor-made. Yeah, and how it made. Just for your delicious ears. Um, and if you have any requests or anything, then we will fulfil those. Please keep it saucy, not explicit. That's my that's my one. But, you know, honestly, if you pay us enough money, we don't care. We will go pretty explicit. We can bring these homoerotic undertones into overtones if you need it, baby. Okay? Yeah. We're yeah. real hungry, and I need, I'm, I need to save up for a new pair of fancy boots because mine just broke. <laughs> Considering the first the first draft of our of our Patreon um, things included pictures of my arse, well, like I think I was, we're uh, ready to go fairly explicit. I was out. I was I was I was actually out at a protest, and I just I just got a load of Discord messages that you'd screen capture the Patreon thing. It was a hundred dollars. Look, it's cool. We're not here to judge you. I'll write your name on my arse and take a picture. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what my arse looks like. I've never seen it. <laughs> I assume it's awful. Um, I don't think we're going to take a picture of our asses. Um, Unless you give us an awful lot of money. Yeah, or like, like come over, give us a couple of drinks, you know, tell, tell us we're pretty. But, yeah, if you like it, you can back us. If you don't like it, then it seems weird you're listening to it, but that's cool. And if you're somewhere in the middle, um, say something nice about us, because we really like it. And now we're going to go, and I I think maybe we should end on a song. Uh, I'll, I'll I, th- I think also we should tell them that we actually have a Twitter now. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Sorry. If you go to Patreon dot com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends, that's how to get, how to get to the thing I mentioned. Yes. And any questions, you can oh, send them yes. to us at HDF Podcast yes. on yes. Twitter. If you if you you can tweet questions directly to HDF Podcast, and we have we have a, an email address as well, but I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> it, oh, it's it's Hearty Didn't Dice you Friends. You make it. Uh, it was Mary. Hearty Dice Friends at gmail dot com is the is the, what is right. the uh, email address. So you can send us uh, questions there. Um, thank you for getting in touch and sending us questions. Um, thank you for listening. And um, I was about to end on a song, but um, I think I should let you, Chris, because you have a, you have a beautiful voice. You have the voice of an angel. No, I'm I'm tone deaf, and I don't have the voice, people. You have the voice of a classical angel, like one of those um, flaming wheels with six wings. Which I presume just sounds like yeah. tortured metal, screeching and cutting through horror. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll save the song for next week, and I'll, I'll yeah. maybe once my voice is recovered a little bit. But um, I just want you to know that I, we, love you. We want to whisk you away from all this. We've seen you. We've seen how tired you are at work. We've seen you've been having problems sleeping recently, and we want to take you away from all this and take you to a. Desert island with white sandy beaches and blue azure seas, and feed you drinks from coconuts with straws. Maybe just give you a little bit of melon if you'd like that. Just help you relax. Do you want to wear a sari or a towel? Not a sari. What's it called? A sarong. You can wear a sari if you want, as long as that's not culturally appropriative. I'll be wearing a sarong. Is a sarong culturally appropriative? I'll be fully nude. That's not culturally appropriative. But it is inappropriate. I'll be fully nude, but I'll be holding the coconut in front of my genitals. That's where they drink from, Grant. Mm, I don't think I, actually. Like, it's, it's a different Saucy, kind of message. Not explicit. Yeah, I didn't want these messages of love to be sexual. Well, you're because, going that way. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll put some clothes. I'll wear a three-piece suit on the beach. There you go. I'm kind of pretty. There you that. go. You'll be very warm and uncomfortable, but it's for somebody else, so it's fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> every relationship you've been in. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, we are Grant Hack, Christopher Taylor. We love you very much, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. And remember, now you know. <laughs> <laughs>